Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Deeds. With me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing alright, uh, aside from a few uh, bullshitty things. I'm doing good. Um, but ain't that life? Ain't that just life? Bullshitty things? Uh, I think there's more to it than that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's bullshitty things in life, is what I'm saying. Like, that's just, that's just life oh, doing yeah, bullshitty yeah. things sometimes. Um, oh yeah, well we all have to put up with that from time to time. Well, we don't have a bullshitty episode for you guys. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the show. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Uh, it's a sketch comedy show, and the um, ten episode season of The Society, uh, which is on both are on Netflix. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, what Josh and I do here is we watch two shows uh, in their entirety on an internet streaming platform. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you. We give our impressions, our thoughts, and we give them a grade at the end. Um, just a fair warning, we do spoil sometimes a little bit, not too much. Um, because we know that some people listen to the podcast before watching the show. Some, some people use this podcast as a barometer for if there's things to watch that are good or not. So we try not to spoil too much, but we do some from time, time, from time to time slip, so there's your warning. Also, some of the themes that we talk about may may not uh, mesh well with you, so just as a warning on that as well. Um, but other than that, Josh, um, should we get into the first show? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. All right. Um, so we're going to talk about. Uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson first. Um, is there a synopsis to give for this? <laughs> I mean, if you've seen a sketch comedy show similar to Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live, or, you know, Mad TV, then that's exactly what this is. It's a sketch comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a internet show. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, It's been getting lots of positive reviews from a lot of places, saying it's some of the funniest Stuff that there is, and I vehemently disagree. I knew you were going to. I absolutely. I was watching this, going, I find this shit to be hella funny, and I know Josh is gonna hate it. <laughs> Dude, I never, I never even chuckled one time. That's in, that's incredible. I was sitting here, I was sitting here, and I was watching it, and I was just like, okay, please let it get funny. Please let it get funny, and then. <laughs> About three episodes in, I'm like, it's not going to get funny, is it? And by the last episode, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I never once laughed. I was just, the opening sketch to the entire series was probably the funniest one period, but I didn't find it funny enough to laugh. I'm really surprised to hear you say that, because there were two sketches that I thought, these might make Josh laugh. One that I was sure was going to make you laugh was in the final episode, the, uh, the tiny horse dicks one, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> See, having grown up on a farm, 
I've been desensitized to all things horse dick because I've seen so many of them in my day. Well, it wasn't it wasn't the horse dick itself that was funny. It was the fact that it was the joke was the whole of, the joke was you know oh look I don't understand this thing hung like a horse that's tiny year bigger than that huh that poor fella you know <laughs> yeah because the joke the joke was it wasn't tiny horse dicks that's that was a no. that was a side thing to the joke um. But that was another thing for me, Josh, that I really fucking loved about this show, was it did different styles of comedy throughout. It wasn't just a direct joke, like the horse sticks one. Um, it wasn't just sophomoric. It wasn't just intellectual. It wasn't just avant-garde. It wasn't just anti-comedy. It was everything. There were legitimate <laughs> gags in the show that did not have a punchline. Like... That to me is I, you don't you don't see that very often, if ever. No, and, and I think I think it actually suffers from that. Uh, there was no distinct style; it was all over the place, and it was a bit too all over the place. Uh, it's just like okay, I see what they're trying to do. I just didn't enjoy it. And I, I, like I said, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise because I know that I know that that's not your style of thing in general. Like I said, I was watching it knowing that you were going to dislike it. Um, we, we've, we've I wanted to like it. This podcast for so long, we can tell when each other's going to not like a thing or not. <laughs> I wanted to like it. I really did, but I watched it and I was like, God, I get it. it, it I can definitely know. see the show not being for everybody. I totally see that. Yeah, yeah, and that first bit, I mean, it was, to me, that was the funniest bit on the entire series, you know, and what it is, this guy's, I'm just going to tell everybody, you know, he's sitting at a table in a, it looks like a restaurant, and he's having an interview, and he tells the guy, well, thanks for your time, I hope to hear from you soon, he goes to the door and tries to pull it open, and it's a, it's a push door. And the interviewer says, no, that's a push door. And he's like, no, it does both. I was here yesterday. And he just maintains eye contact and begins to pull as hard as he can. <laughs> and you see the hinges beginning to warp because of all the pressure. He's straining, sweat, you know, and he's trying to maintain a neutral look on his face. But you can see he's getting red in the face. Every muscle in his body's tensed up. He breaks the door frame and slowly pulls it back, bending the hinges to where they pop off. And, you know, he's like, and then kind of gestures. He's like, see, it does open both ways and leaves. And I was just like. It, well, it wasn't even the, the, the punch. The punch wasn't even the fact that he, like, was like, see, it was. He just turns to him like nothing happened. It was just like, hope to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, is that, and that to me was the funniest thing in the entire series, and it didn't make me laugh well, there was that, a, out loud at all. There was a gag that I thought was super funny, but it's it's definitely in the wheelhouse of, like, not going to make you guffaw. It's not going to make you... It's not, like, there are versions of comedy that are not intended to make you laugh out loud. There's straight up, like, versions and, and ways to tell a joke that are very... Um, how do I put this? Uh, it's 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 hard to explain. It's hard to explain if if you haven't really done it. But it's it's kind of the the anti joke. It's the pun, if you will. It's it's that kind of idea. Um, well, see, I love anti jokes and puns, but 
Well, no, what's, what's funny about an anti-joke, Josh? The fact that you told it and people groan at it and it makes you laugh? Or is it actually funny? Both. See, I would argue that the it's not traditional comedy. Like, that's that's my argument. And to me, there's a lot of stuff in this that is very much in that in that ballpark of just not traditional comedy. And one of those gags that I personally fucking love was, um, it stars, uh, uh, Will Forte. Um, this couple... Oh, that, that one was probably the second best one on there. Um, so I'm just gonna tell you guys, because you know, the, the point would come across when you hear it. Um, Will Forte gets on a, uh, well, I, I guess I should say Tim Robinson and a woman, his girlfriend, uh, get into their, uh, their, uh, plane seats. She has the well, most... Well, it's actually his wife. They were going on their honeymoon. Wife? Okay, okay. Well, whatever. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. It's unimportant for the reason why they're on a plane. The the joke is other than that. Um, and uh, as they're sitting there, Will Forte sits next to Tim Robinson and, and, and is acting very strange, very odd for some reason. And it's revealed towards the end of the sketch that years ago... Will Forte's character was on a plane and had a terrible experience because Tim Robinson, as a baby, cried the entire flight. So, to exact revenge, Will Forte's character starts crying next to him as an older man, like a baby. <laughs> that shit was fucking brilliant. I absolutely... Well, what the, the hook to that, though, is it wasn't even his seat, so he had to get up and go to the back of the plane. And... Tim and his wife put their headphones on, and he's still doing it, and they can't even hear him. Yeah, that was... And uh, that was just making the rest of the plane miserable. Yeah, that was more of like... It, it felt like that just finished off the the, the storyline, but, I mean, you could have technically ended the joke after the first part of state. The funny to me would have been the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, another gag that I guarantee you you didn't like, that I thought was great, was the honk if you're horny one. <laughs> Oh, that one was terrible. Oh, I fucking love that one. It was so good. Oh, man, that's, oh, that's that kind of okay, so, shit. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, you know, obviously a guy, he's riding around in an older model car, and it says, honk if you're horny on it, and this dude's behind him at a traffic light. Sees it, and he's like, oh, that's me. So he just starts honking his horn. And he follows this guy everywhere, just continually honking his horn. And when the guy goes home in the evening, he is just outside driving by, honking his horn every time he passes his house. Uh, when he leaves for work the next day, the guy is waiting outside and starts honking his horn again. Dude goes to a funeral, and he pulls up behind his car at the funeral and just is laying on the horn the entire time. Uh, <laughs> and the guy goes up to him. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm horny, man." And he's like, "What do you want me to do about it?" He's like, "I've been honking. I know you got a magazine or something. Give it to me." And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then they kind of get in a scuffle, and the trunk of his car pops, and then it's like full of like hundreds of fucking you know porno mags. And he's like, "All right, take one." It's just dumb. I could not disagree more. That made me laugh so fucking hard. Because the way that he was also... He's just like, Have you ever been so horny your stomach hurts? That that line got me so good. Oh, shit. 
I fucking love this show. I, I, and I, I can, I can actually say yes <laughs> to that. <laughs> oh man, I, I, you know, you I, ever, I, you ever, you ever, you ever held in a fart so long that it made your stomach hurt? Oh yeah. Oh god, that's yeah. the worst. Um, not often. Like the only, last time that happened when I was like around, I was like in a job interview or something like that. Um, but, uh, I did, I did hold in like a poop for so long cause I was cuddling with a girl that hurt like a motherfucker. Mm. But yeah, man, I, yeah. I don't know. Like I get it. I get, I get where you're coming from. I get, I totally understand because something that I've experienced a lot in my life, especially with people like Tim and Eric or, you know, Andy Kaufman or, um, uh, specific comedians. Sometimes the 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 avant-garde shit, the stuff that seems weird, is not what people want. It really isn't. And I personally love that stuff. I I find that to be incredibly entertaining. Um, always have, always will. Uh, like there have been movies where they try an avant-garde joke and it kills me, and nobody's laughing but me. Um, yeah. and it's not that there's people that don't get the joke, they just don't find it funny. Um, and I imagine that's how people feel talking to me about Seinfeld. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't really find irony that funny. Um, I know it can be because I like, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I don't know, man. Like I, I thought this show was brilliant. In a lot of ways, very smart. In a lot of ways, um, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing more to really say about it because that's that's. Again, I I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to convince the audience to go see. I'm trying to convince our listeners to go see. I say audience because I fucking stream. Well, listeners are audience members. It's, it's, yeah. I know, I know. I just, um, but yeah, man, I, uh, like I said, I knew you were gonna like it. <laughs> I knew you were gonna enjoy it. Every time a sketch ended, and I was just like, ooh, this is not, like, I honestly expected to see a bunch of people talking shit about it on Twitter. Like, I saw a lot of, like, writers and people who've worked in comedy just love it. I was like, that's cool, that's good. But, like, what do average people say? And it was just a lot of people praising it. So I was just like, huh. I mean, it's got a solid Rotten Tomatoes rating, like 93%. From user reviews? So, yeah. Oh. Well, then. You might I be mean, an it's, outlier. It's getting a lot of, it's, it's got a lot of positive feedback, and I just didn't care for it. And... I don't, I, I don't, I can't explain why, just nothing landed for me. I, I can kind of explain why, and I mentioned it earlier, it's, it's that, I keep using the word avant-garde, um, there were a lot of sketches that ended very similarly to how I feel about Tim and Eric. Like, I don't know if you ever watched Awesome Show, Great Job. No. I feel like you'd hate it. Genuinely. Because it's, it's, it's weird comedy. 
is how I, as the best way that I can describe it. Because every time that you and I have talked about comedy, about things that we that we both find funny, it's usually stuff that's like, kind of like the 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 typical setup in a joke, right? The typical setup in a punchline. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but from my ongoings with like looking into comedy as a whole, um, and again, try not to take this the wrong way because I'm not meaning it other than the perspective here, but uh, I've noticed that a lot of people don't laugh at the bizarre comedy, the experimental stuff. Um, I kind of always felt like that I was a, oh, I was, I was the odd one out when it ever came to weird shit, you know? I don't know. That's the best way that I can describe it. I mean, I like stuff that's different out there, but I know you it's just didn't. That's what I'm I saying. I wasn't trying to say that like you. You don't. I'm not. Don't I'm not. It. I'm not saying that it's terrible by any means. I just didn't enjoy it. I mean, there was some clever stuff in there, and some of the stuff almost got me, but it just didn't quite do it. Okay. Um. But uh, on, on another I'm note, gonna, it is a very short show. <laughs> yeah. It's six episodes. They're average 15 minutes in length. So, you know, I watched this in a little over an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I wasted a lot of time. <clears throat> I don't even view it as time wasted. It's just time that... <sighs> it's just like, hmm. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to watch again. But it's also not something I'm going to trash. I mean, for me, it was just average. Uh, it was trying. It's doing something different. It's well-structured and well-put together, and I like how they broke it up into little bits. You know, there's basically three segments of show. Uh, but it's just the jokes themselves didn't land. So I'm going to give it, you know, a C. Okay. Uh, I'm not hating on it. Yeah, I got you. I um I found it to be insanely clever with how it was trying to tell its jokes and and how it told its uh uh little short stories while while telling a joke. I could see from my perspective like the writers room how it's how the joke started and how it played out. Um I really enjoy really really enjoy the experimental nature of a lot of the jokes. Uh, for me, this is the kind of shit that I fucking just groove off of, so um, for me, it's a, it's a very high recommendation. I'm giving it a solid A. It's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Not every joke landed, of course. Not every joke I thought was funny. Um, but there was a lot that really did, so. I laughed. I laughed out loud on each episode once. So, if that tells you anything. At least once. But, but. Well, that's good. Um, because, I mean, that, that, that would obviously be enough that would make it worthwhile. 
you know, to me. Um, just, just almost, just not quite. <laughs> I get you, man. Um, all right. Well, before we move over to uh, the society, I want to let you guys know. Um, we uh, we still have a mer- we still have a merch site up. I don't know why I'm saying it like you guys have asked for it. And we didn't and we're like it's nowhere to sign. We're just I'm trying to figure out a way in between the discussions to throw in something. Maybe uh, a brief ad for something. Uh, maybe another podcast we want to help promote. Um, I don't know. Uh, so our listeners, if you guys have anything that you want us to kind of uh, give a quick shout out to. Uh, maybe you have a birthday coming up and you want us to say happy birthday to you. Let us know. We'll throw it in the middle of uh, the two shows. Um, something like that. <coughs> but uh, in the meantime, I guess we'll just mention the, the merch store that we've yep. mentioned all the time. <laughs> That's at uh, redbubble.com. Uh, I do have a link posted in the description of each episode when they uh, publish. And there's also a permanent link on our Twitter page that you can go to. Uh, but that merch store is redbubble.com slash people slash all hyphen cued hyphen up slash shop. Uh, easier to click the link than type all that in, believe me. <laughs> but there's a wide variety of items available, including clothing in both men's and women's styles, uh, decor, stationery, bags, stickers, device cases, all types of things. So go and check that out. And every purchase, the proceeds go to keeping this podcast coming to you on a weekly basis. Absolutely. Um, also, send us pictures. If you if you bought anything off the merch store, uh, take a picture and uh, tag us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, what have you. And we will we will definitely either like it, say hi, any of that stuff, because uh, we we'd love the, to know that you guys are enjoying our content enough to buy something with our with our cartoon faces on it. Uh, let's see. All right, let's move over to society because we have a lot to talk about with this. Josh, would you like to give the kind folks a synopsis? Well, the society starts out in a small uh, town in Connecticut called West Ham. And it opens up, there is there is a an odd smell in the town. And it had been there before, and it went away. Now it's back. And a lot of the townsfolk are worried that it may be a harmful environmental hazard or harmful to their health. So in the beginning, the town council, they say, we're going to deal with this. Uh, It's going to take about a week to deal with. If you want to use this as a week to get out of town, don't blame you. As for our children, the uh, National Park Society has agreed to host them in the Great Smoky Mountains. All of our kids ages 16 and up that are in high school. So they're going to be going on a trip for a week. And that's how it opens up. The kids open, the, they load the kids all up on five school buses and the parents see them off. And then apparently they encounter storms. And 
just uh, bust the kids back home in the middle of the night. They said, uh, yeah, the roads were out, so you're back home. Off the bus. So everybody gets off the bus. Nobody's there to pick the kids up. Kids go home. Their parents and families are gone. Younger siblings, you know, everybody's gone. And that's pretty much the synopsis of the show. These kids have been delivered to a facsimile of their town where they are the only people there. Uh, can I give a, can I give a, uh, more of a joke than anything, but can I give a quick synopsis for the show real quick? Sure. <laughs> Do you really like Degrassi? Do you, how about Lord of the Flies? What about the show Under the Dome? Combine all of those and that's what this show is. It's it's more it's more uh, Lord of the Flies meets the Pied Piper of Hamlin, but yeah. The what the what what? The Pied Piper of Hamlin, the classic German uh, folk tale. The Pied Piper that had to lead the rats away with That's his. That's what top I thought you were talking history. about. I'm not sure how that correlates. Well, the Pied Piper. Um. They were suffer- the, the town of Hamlin was suffering from a rat infestation. The Pied Piper claimed to be a rat catcher, promised a solution to the problem with the rats. Mayor, in turn, promised to pay him for removal of the rats. Piper accepted, played his pipe, lured the oh, rats out okay, of the town, okay, okay. and they uh, drowned. My three, my three things, because that correlates to, the, to that guy, to the one character. But the, the, main, the main plot of the show fits into more of those three things I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's definitely more Lord of the Flies, but the causation is more of the Pied Piper and the result of Lord of the Flies. Yes, I agree with you there, but yeah. Because the whole whole point of the show is that because they're basically trapped within the town, um, and they're all teenagers, hence the Degrassi correlation. Degrassi, sorry. Um, And then it turns into a Lord of the Flies situation. Um, it's, uh, again, more of a joke. Um, I didn't even think of the Pied Piper thing because I was just like, it, it was like very, very seldomly ever briefly talked about in the show. Like, the, the main, the main thoroughfare of the show, that thoroughfare is the right word, but the main plot is about the kids trying to basically create their own society. Yeah. Trying to keep order while at the same time figuring this shit out, and they're all seniors in high school. Well, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, because they're like ages 16 and up. I thought it was a senior trip, though. No, no. You sure? Yep, 100% sure. I was actually re-watching the episode uh, while you were out uh, before we started recording, just to make sure, and it was all all children age 16, 17, 18 that were still in school, so sophomore, junior, and senior level students. That's why there are some that are younger than the others. Um, but, yeah. I could have uh, sworn they were all high schoolers. Teenagers. Yeah, they were all high schoolers, yeah, but it's just... Uh, but, yeah, there's basically about 200 of them, or 250. Uh, roughly, uh, they were on five buses, uh, and you know, the town itself was called West Ham. So there's another correlation to the Pied Piper of Hamlin, 
Um, well, it's really but, not. It's really not like uh, specified in the show on their ages. I just realized that. It, yeah, it says in the beginning of the show, in in the episode, and like that meeting, that the town council meeting. It's like five minutes in the episode. They say all all of the kids ages sixteen and up want to go. I guess that makes sense because yeah, I guess that makes sense because the main uh, I, I can't, again bad with names, guys. So I'm on the list. Allie is younger than her sister. She's sixteen, and her her older sister is eighteen. Because after the school year, uh, she's going to Yale. Yeah. And based on the time frame, uh, when it goes to November, they say it's been six months. So this is late April, early mid May. That's when they first go. Uh, How did I miss on, completely that fucking? I don't know. You were probably probably playing a video game. No, I I, I was not. <laughs> I actually, no joke. Like I was watching this directly, and I'm I'm really surprised because I honestly like I was like, oh, it's it's a senior trip. That makes sense. It's right before prom. It's right before graduation. All the seniors go on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what I was remembering was maybe like all the seniors were on one bus. A standard bus only holds 72 kids. I know I looked that up. So was it two buses? Yeah, that, that was five buses. But a standard bus holds 72 kids, but that's usually factoring in elementary-age children, which are usually sitting three to a seat as well. This is high school kids, and they were sitting two to a seat, and not every seat was filled. Well, now my now my curiosity lies in the idea of again, spoiler alert, the ending, where they discover like, oh, it was the one guy, and I don't remember multiple buses dropping off the kids in the first episode, but I could be wrong because again, I fucking yeah, they there 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 are there were okay five four, five pull out five pull back in, so you know okay, so so there's there's multiple people together. On mm-hmm. this. Yeah, one 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 person who's behind it, I'm sure. But apparently, I was concentrating yeah. on the fucking on the because like my interest of the show was the Lord of the Flies. That's where my fucking entire like attention was. Um, the 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 Degrassi shit, eh? The fucking Pied Piper stuff again was not a strong element. So like it was like I want to say like briefly talked about one episode where they're kind of like. Where the fuck are we? And they kind of figured out by looking uh-huh. constellations. Um, well, they uh, there were several several keys, several clues to that, but it wasn't as you know obvious. Right. I mean, yeah, of course, you know these are teens, so of course there's going to be some Degrassi level relationship bullshit. Because as we all know, we've been teenagers, and we can say this: teenagers think they know a lot, but they're dumb as fuck. Right. That's what. That's that's why uh, this show interested me because that's why, that's what hooked me on the show again. And I can't like I keep saying Lord of the Flies part because that's exactly what the fuck it is. Um, yeah, yeah. The it's like, the the um, the under the dome part, the 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 Pied Piper part, like. I guess the supernatural element, if you will. Um, again, it's it's so briefly discussed. Like it's like the first episode, part of the second episode, later like the fifth episode when they talk about again constellations, and then like the second and last episode. 
And again, it's not like a primary focus, if ever. No, no, and you know, it shouldn't be at the same time. You know, I oh, think I it's going to come more into play. But yeah, I'm just, just uh, I'm just saying, I think that's why I missed a <clears throat> lot of the the little things that you caught again. Was because mm-hmm. I was I was so like I was just like, how is how is Allie going to figure out how to run this group of kids? Like when when is the fucking other shoe gonna drop situation? Um I Yeah, I was, because there for a while shit was going really, really well. Well, I mean, as well as I could. But yeah, yeah, uh the the thing that was so typical to me. Uh, when they found out they're going to have to fend for themselves, you know, they really don't worry too much about, um, food because they're like, oh, we got a grocery store and they've got this fully stocked grocery store. Now, it shows them like 10 days in, they're still eating fresh produce and fresh meat. I'm like, okay. Produce is not going to last that long, and neither is the meat unless they froze all the meats. There, now, there's, how there's many a, out of those kids are going to have the foresight to fucking do that? Right, and that, that was another thing that, that got me, too, was the whole thing with electricity in the show. Um, yeah. Like, there's there's no way that any of those kids understood how to run a power plant. And if, and if any of them understood how to use generators, at least have shown that. But they never did. Yeah. So my, my thought well, process on the whole thing about, like, the electricity still working was that yeah. they're, you know, wherever they are, like, somebody else is running. That's that's a suspicion of mine that whoever is has done this, they are controlling the power supply and water supply because everybody's got power and water. Now, you know, those things usually aren't going to stop working unless they're manually shut off. But as we are aware, sometimes shit breaks down and has to be repaired. And in that situation, none of them would know what the fuck to do. Yeah. But, you know, there there are some flaws with this show. Like I mentioned uh, with the, you know, how are they still eating fresh produce 10 days in and fresh meat 10 days in unless somebody had the foresight to freeze it and... You know, I'm sure that's a possibility, and it was just not mentioned on camera. But a detail like that should have been. Even briefly. Uh, I mean, they, there was a bunch of stuff that they briefly mentioned, too, in regards to yeah. that. Like, the whole, like, being able to cook meals, or having not enough food, or having to ration. I was like, you discussed that part. But Yeah. Yeah, and they even have multiple, like, lengthy scenes of a couple of kids doing inventory and i love the fact that when you see these kids these typical teenagers going to a fucking grocery store to get food all they're buying is chips all they're grabbing is chips and soda they're well they didn't even grab sodas they're like got beer so you know what's fucked up seven months later in the show when this ends like seven months later they all still got plenty of beer i'm sorry but i've worked uh in retail and I know how much alcohol is kept on site, and those many kids, they would have been out of alcohol in two weeks' time as much as they were consuming. Yeah, yeah, there was, there's a lot of, like, weird fuckery going on in regards <sighs> there's to that. A little bit, there's a little bit of fuckery on the numbers of beers in the show, yeah. But um, it's admissible because the, the way that they write these teenagers and how they act and how they try to figure things out, especially, but not limited to... Um, like the whole court court case thing, like 
That's yeah. where the show hooked me, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Because I wasn't really that, that third into episode. it until then. Yeah, who you who you think is going to be the main character throughout the show ends up getting spoiler alert, um, murdered. Yeah, and it's like the you third episode, think so it's, pretty it's the end of the th- end of the third episode, and you think it's obvious of who it was, but it was not obvious whatsoever. Oh, my brain, my brain went even further into the realm of supernatural. I thought it was like an adult who brought them there or some shit to like experiment on them. I don't know. I was like, I think that is going to be the uh, case of this. I think ultimately, if it is renewed for another season, and I hope that it is, uh, I think you're going to see there's some puppet master, you know, behind the scenes that's doing all this and doing it on purpose, and wondering, you know, like in the in the last episode. You know, these kids, okay, in the first episode, sorry, you see these kids, like the four of them, the four that are eventually become known as the guard because they were the football players. Um, They're like, hey, we're going to drive over to the next town and get some help, see if we can find any news, because phones weren't able to dial out. They couldn't dial out of the town. They couldn't dial into 911. They could call each other on their cell phones, and they could text each other, but other than that, they had nothing. Um, so they're trying to drive out of town and it's like the road stops abruptly and it's like years and years and years worth of forest has just grown and the road stops and it looks like it's just grown up through the road and the road just is all crumbled and abandoned. And it's like that at every road leading out of town. Yeah. Even the railroad tracks, everything is, it's not like it's overgrown. It's just like it was never there. Yeah. Almost looks like the town was teleported. Yeah. And these kids, not one time in the seven months at the show's end that they had been there, did they try to explore the general area? Well, and finally, one finally, you know, a group of them do. And they, they, they find... Did. They did. Like, it was the first or second episode, because a girl gets bit by a snake and dies. Oh, they were just hanging out in the woods. They weren't no, not, very far. I I wouldn't say they were hanging out in the woods at all. From my, from what I read, or from what I picked up on that, was they, they were... They were heading to try to find civilization. They were they were trying to find someplace else. I'll have to rewatch that scene, but you might be right. But yeah, she she did get bit by a snake, and it wasn't even a venomous snake. She was just allergic to the actual snake bite. Yeah, and she died like rapidly, and you know it hit it hit everybody pretty hard. And you know that would that would probably fuck me up if I were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old and not want to go out into the woods by myself. Oh, I just thought of a theory. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I yeah. It, I so, can't say it on the podcast because it'll, it'll spoil it. So. Okay, okay. So anyway, they don't set out to do any more exploring until the date they actually stayed at December 4th. These five go out to try to find farmland or any other sign of civilization because they realize we're going to have to start growing our own food because we've only got enough rations to get us through the end of spring, and then it's really going to get thin in the summer, and we'll be out of everything by fall. Right. Uh, so they basically started, they headed out two miles to the west of town, 
and then switched north and then went switched east. And within a mile of the town, like north by northeast, they found a huge field with a nearby stream and pond, like fully stocked with fish, and there's wild turkeys and other game. So they found farm. (laughs) They found perfect farmland and perfectly stocked uh, waterway and wild game. So it's like they've got everything they need to survive. But you've got whiny entitled teenagers who don't want to work and think that being forced to do jobs is unfair, but yet why should we do shit work just to be able to eat? And that's where the whole Lord of the Flies, the breakdown of the societal, uh, the community the community comes into play. That's That to me is where the show shines. Uh, yes, absolutely. It, it is... Like, the fucking relationship shit, and that, uh, whatever. But when it starts getting yeah. into, like, teenagers dealing with adult issues, I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, let's let's explore that more. And they do. Like, yes. that is the central fucking theme of this show. Um, and they do it very fucking well. Yeah, they do. Like, again, the court case thing, what was so fun to me to watch that was, yeah, teenagers would be very confused about how to handle a situation like this. They would be very... um they'd be very confused as to what to do when it comes to how to handle a, a, a court case or how to handle uh, litigation of any kind. Like they just wouldn't know how to do or it. Or medical emergencies, which they encountered. Like their, yeah, their entire knowledge is based off of shit they saw on TV and movies. Yeah. And it just so happens, you know, you there, there are uh, stereotypical high school, uh, characters in this. You've got the jocks, and they're obviously the guard, but one of them turns out to be brilliant. He's very well-read. Also, closet homosexual. <laughs> uh, which, I adored that. That was awesome. Uh, it was very, very telegraphed. Like It was. It was. Early on, it was very telegraphed, but I was glad to see it come to fruition when it did. Yeah. And then it got complicated as fuck, and that was, you know, there's the Degrassi shit coming in. And, um, and, and I will say, like, because I got frustrated with it. I was just kind of like, well, okay, the other guy, the, the the one that's deaf, was like, why don't you just tell him the truth? Because when he yeah. finds out the actual truth, it's going to be worse. Like, I started getting way too invested in the Degrassi shit towards the end. But I, yeah. I guess it's because I was invested in the characters of that. Yeah, that's the thing. These You do get invested in these characters. And, you know, there's there's one, uh, the deaf guy, Sam, you know, he can speak, but he can't, he speaks pretty well for a, a, a deaf person. Uh, he just cannot hear at all. But he was talking about how he had meningitis when he was a young child, maybe age four. And he still dreams with sound and can remember, you know, voices of his mo- his mom's voice and his dad's laugh and his voice in his dreams, it's really high-pitched. He remembers those things, but he doesn't dream with new sounds. It's only old sounds that he had heard as a, t- as a toddler. Uh, so that was a fascinating thing. But his brother, on the other hand, is an absolutely complete deranged psychopath. Yeah. Oh, and man, that, that guy, he plays psychopath pretty well. Yeah, he does. Um, it's... There's a character, the one that's with him, the girl, uh, mm-hmm. Allie? L. No, L. Thank you, L. 
Um, her fucking character arc and development is arguably one of the most fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, she goes from like typical high school social outcast doesn't talk to anybody. Oh, she was. I thought she. I thought she hated. Like I thought she was a like a. A Becky, was a, if you will. She, I don't know, a what? A, a Becky. I'm trying to think of how to call it, because it's basically the girls that in high school that would come up to me and just be like, hey, this girl thinks you're cute, and you should go talk to her. And then when I would do that, you know, falling for it, because, you know. They would laugh. They would laugh, yeah. That's the kind of girl that she seemed like mm. she was. No, no, man. She was really withdrawn. She was like, she, she didn't have... Uh, she didn't talk to anybody. She just kept to herself. She was really withdrawn. Because the girl that was doing the 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 church stuff, there was a conversation between the two, and I thought I might be getting it wrong, but I thought that the the church girl said, "Oh no, I thought I thought Elle said that to the church girl." Oh no, okay. She did. She said, "Why would the most popular girl in school say something like that about me when she didn't know me?" Yeah, I'm getting it backwards slightly. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her, her whole character arc of like, she's, she is the atypical, um, uh, female character who's being abused and then starts to, you know, go into the whole aspect of, um, what's it called? Uh, the syndrome. Stockholm syndrome? Stockholm syndrome. No, I don't see that, man. I think she wants out. And I think she's biding her time, and she, to try to avoid further abuse, she's going along with what he says in front of him, in front of others. But I think she's plotting to find another way to get rid of him. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I mean, the, the way that she was acting towards the end seemed very much like she was not fighting it anymore. <laughs> Just going along with it, um, but not in a way of, like, trying to plot something. Like, she was too afraid of what she had done, you know, he kind of proved to himself, proved to her, like, it doesn't matter what you do or what you say, like, I'm always going to be able to find you and get you. So, I don't know. It just, it, to me, it seemed, yeah, it seemed very much like she's, she's done fighting. And, uh, my, yeah, I don't, I don't think she's quite done fighting. I hope not. That guy's a piece of shit. So. Yeah, he is. It's like, if there's ever anybody in a show you wanted to see get their comeuppance, Oh, he was. This no guy. Way. This guy, man. Whew. I'm kind of uh, hoping, yeah, hoping that if this show gets enough seasons and it has a finale, that, like, it's 20 years in the future. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see some time jumps. I would not like necessarily, to see that. Not necessarily time jumps for us, but, like, in the last season, like, this, as the show progresses... Um, like by the time the kids are able to go back to their home, it's it's been twenty years, is what I'm. Hoping. Oh, okay, but they're still like the same, more or less. Kind of. Maybe age a year or two, but in wherever. No, not regular. not a not a no. uh, line in the ward line which in the wardrobe situation. More just in the idea that it's been twenty years since they were taken to this place. And oh, okay. time has elapsed 20 years in both okay, places. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. 
because they're they're like the final season is them going back and trying to like go back into society and tell people like yeah one of us died and well, multiple of one us hell died one hell it's been multiple at this point yeah it has <clears throat> just like how I mean, would that fucking work like I'm just that's what I'm fascinated but I mean the show is. It, it's it's hooked me for sure. I will I say this: really enjoy it, it is a slow burn. If you go into it, it's, do not expect it to kick off immediately. No, it takes a good three episodes to kick off, and then you know it's a still slow building after that. But you can see little seeds of discontent planted here and there. Yeah, there's um, a lot of like. I'll say this much: there are a lot, like a lot of the main actors are very good. There are some that are not. Oh, absolutely! But most of the mains are really, really good. Yeah, the girl that like goes up against Allie when she does the election thing, she's terrible. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> like we see the eye on that. I was like, let's not have her on screen a lot, guys. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, she was really only prominent in those last two episodes. Yeah. Before that, she just had a couple. You see her three or four times throughout the season speaking up and just being an entitled little cunt. Yeah. You know, but other than that, not much. But, yeah, there is. The, and with, you know, they had close to 250 kids when they started. And, you know, she was saying. I only need 125 votes to take this election. So we know there were at least three confirmed deaths. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I, uh, I wish the show... I wish the show would take time to say how many kids are there in some fashion, because I legitimately... Well, I mean, if you are if you need to win a majority, you know, 125 wins it, then that means you got to beat 124. That's 249. I know. So if, if know, three had died, if three had died at that point, I would imagine two hundred and fifty two started. I just want some dialogue of like somebody saying like all you know, two hundred and fifty of us or something to that effect. Like I just want yeah, like yeah. that would be nice because then I could just sit there and be like, okay, there's two hundred fifty of because it's it's not a super important detail, but it does paint a picture of how many students there are, how many kids there are. And that helps with the whole, like, population situation and the problems. Because there are some scenes, dude, it feels like there's 70 of them at best. And then there's some where it feels like there's only 100. And, like, it just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, and there's there's some that, you know, freaked out and just stayed holed up in their fucking homes. Um, yeah, what happened to that girl that was at the bat in her home? Dude, I don't think she came back out. Yeah, I think, but I was like, I don't. Uh, uh, she was terrified. I think she stayed in there the entire time. There was another passive character <clears throat> that uh, she kind of lost her mind a little bit and was just waiting at a bus stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was great. Um, and then you see her again later, and she's completely just like, she's adapted to it. She's yeah, she's accepted she, it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that 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 was early on. It was like ten days in. She's like, "Well, this is the day our parents were coming. To, were supposed to pick us up. This is when we were supposed to come back. I'm going to wait here at this bus stop all day until somebody comes back." And you see, at the very end, they're not coming back, and she's dejected, and she finally walks off and goes home. And I think at that point she had accepted it because later on she's just like, you know, doing work details, and you know, she's kind of the little snitch character. 
uh, yeah. too at the same time. It's like, oh, you're not you're not shirking shifts. I'll I'll report you. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, on a side note, I do want to mention the reason I keep saying Degrassi is not because it's a slide uh, or a snide comment. It's it's literally because if you want good teen drama shit, you're gonna watch Degrassi. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that shit was popular for a reason. Yeah. So my 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 yeah my joke, if you will, is less of a. It's bad it's less of a, no. The yeah. three the three things I brought up, I love. You know, I thought I don't watch Degrassi, but it's it's good. It's well acted, well structured. It's a good teen drama. It's a soap opera, but it's mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why I don't watch it. But uh, you know, Under the Dome is super fun. You know, it's about a society trying it, to. It separate was for the first two seasons. That last season went to shit. Yeah, well, that's fair. I only watched the first season, but um, I love the first two seasons of that show. I hated the last season. Uh, I, I guess I don't. I'm not missing anything. Um, and then the uh, the Lord of the Flies part, like if you if you've never read that book or watched any of the adaptations, like you, you need to, yeah. But um, yeah, we should give our uh, uh, final thoughts and grades, Josh. You go first. Well, I went first last time. Okay, I'll go first. Um, yeah. Due to how well this show is is structured and and written and uh, paced. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed a lot of the uh, kids trying to be adults moments of the show, trying to figure out how to create a society without ostracizing anybody. Like that stuff was extremely fascinating and a lot of fun. Uh, the 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 teen drama stuff is eh, it's it's admissible at best. Um, and then the the mystery of like what the fuck is going on. I do wish there was a little bit more into that, and I feel like we're going to get more of that in the second season if it does become to that. But as of right now, it's it's uh, it's it's not really a focus or a main focus, so you know it is what it is. But um, that being said, I really enjoyed what I watched. I really hope it gets a season two. I'm 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 hooked to the extent that I want to see where it goes. Um, but uh, you know, uh, some of the downside stuff of it is is I feel like they do take they do too much stuff in terms of the teen drama. Uh, or the soap opera bits. I do feel like they do too much in regards to focusing on things that I don't think need focus where other things need focus. Um, and I do feel like they, that the, the casting director, uh, is not doing their, like, they're, they're, the casting director is hot. Like, there's no middle ground. It's, it's like, you hired someone who's bad or you hired someone that's, that's awesome. There's no middle ground. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So, with all that in mind, I'm gonna give the show a solid A. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to give it an A, actually, uh, because, you know, for all the reasons you mentioned, yeah, there are a few plot details that are a little murky, and some of the dialogue choices aren't the best, like when they're trying to call, they're like, I've got no data, but yet they're making calls to each other. I'm like, our data's gone. I'm like... Okay, it's just weird how you guys are saying that, referring to your phones and all. But, you know, the the whole uh, lack of fresh, uh, the whole the whole fresh produce still after a couple of weeks there. And you don't see any of them gardening, but then later on you see that one guy, Grizz, has been maintaining uh, garden beds for fresh vegetables. 
but you know he he's been doing that but nobody else has been helping but yet they're all supposed to learn how to farm massive amounts of food yeah uh, and nobody's nobody's you know been helping him out <clears throat> yes there's there's little things that did irritate me about it but overall though the whole pod popper lord of the flies situation that's fascinating I like seeing these dumbass kids who think they know it all getting thrust into this situation and you know that the one thing I didn't like I felt it was a little heavy-handed with a couple of specific lines you can't promise that and you can't do that without permission and um yeah those those lines were way overused a little heavily a little heavy-handed you know what i mean and if you watch it and you hear those lines you'll kind of see but yeah uh i really enjoyed it a lot i hope there is a second season i hope we get an announcement for it soon uh because it's thoroughly enjoyable overall in the end and i want to see more of this it's a very cool show yeah it's yeah um I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. Because the show like legitimately started off as like a fucking solid B minus, and then developed into an A. So I'm happy to see yeah. that. But uh, yeah, as it progressed, it got better. The yeah. intrigue and the mystery, and you know the the breakdowns. It's just uh, the manipulation. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I can't emphasize enough. If there's any of our listeners that really enjoy soap soap opera soap opera kind of stuff, you're gonna love this show uh, more than we do. Because uh, the soap opera stuff isn't bad; it's just not our cup of tea. Just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, oh, I liked you, but you didn't like me, and now you like me, and I can't be with you because I gotta do this. And okay. <laughs> All right. It's like it's like every day they should pass a note. Do you like me? Check yes or no. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, that's good. So we, we we yeah definitely check out um, the society. Uh, the society. Uh, we we both highly recommend it. Uh, check out. Thank you for leaving. If you really I like, I think you should. I think you should leave. I think you should leave. I always fuck up the name of the show. Uh, if you really like weird, bizarre comedy. Um, guys, next next week, Josh and I will be back with another episode of Uninhibited. Uh, so join us for that. And the following week, we will be reviewing the... Uh, uh, oh my god, what's the guy that wrote Am- it? The, the Amazon Prime original well, I'm trying to think Good of Omens by Ford Terry Pritchard. Josh, hold on a second. Oh. trying to think of the guy who wrote Good Omens. Because um, he's a famous writer. He wrote Harry. Sandman. The comic book Sandman. Neil Gaiman and Neil Terry Ga- and and Terry Pritchard. Uh, we're both very excited for the show. Um, it, ha- it seems to have a stellar cast. Uh, but yeah, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. So we're gonna be Pr- watching that. Pratchett, Pratchett, my bad, Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Um, and then we're going to watch the three episodes, the three episode season five of Black Mirror, uh, which I'm okay with because every time they do a season and it's like six episodes where we have to talk about each story separately because talking about it all as one story is kind of tough the way we normally do reviews. So three episodes is great for us. 
Yeah, yeah. Give a nice little breakdown of each one. Yeah. Uh, so join us for Good Omens and Black Mirror Season 5. Uh, I think that's it for the podcast. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We love having you here. Uh, guys, we still have a Patreon run. Um, if you guys want to directly support us via that, um, it's still up. Um, but no, in no way, shape, or form are we demanding anyone do anything like that, because having you guys listen is good enough. But uh, if you want to directly support us, that is a good way to do it. Um, we also have uh, all of our social media, so you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, just search for All Queued Up. We have a discussion group page where we kind of talk about your opinions. Um, and if you have anything you want us to talk about in, in Uninhibited, that's a great way to get a, to, to get our attention. Um, to go in there and say, like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And we'll talk about it on Uninhibited. Uh, we also have a Twitter, which is at Queued Up Podcast. You can contact us there as well. Um, and we have an Instagram, which is all Queued Up Podcast, which is more so where we just upload episode, or upload the, the, the picture to let you know the episode's live. Um, but we do have discussions in the comments on that as well. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, Josh. This is where on my notes it says Josh is linked up. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, easiest way is to uh, go to my Facebook profile. It's public, you know. Uh, links to all of my social media profiles and platforms are there. Twitter, uh, Instagram, Twitch, what have you. Uh, you can catch me also every Friday. I do a show live on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel called MPSP Theater. Greg's actually going to be a guest on tonight's show, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, that's tonight's show as of the time of this recording. I know. You, you, Friday. Yeah, you scared me because I was like, because <clears throat> fucking look behind the curtain before this Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, so he said tonight, and I was just like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, be sure to check that out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit of everywhere. Uh, but yeah. what about you, Greg? Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me at Chub Rock Geek on any social media site. Uh, pretty simple. I try to do a branding sort of thing. Um, you can also follow me on, on uh, Twitch, where I will be streaming Saturday Night Jackbox with some friends. Uh, we're going to try very hard to kind of advertise it in the all queued up social medias as well, so that way we can try to get you guys in um, when we when I go live with that show. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Super fun. Um, we kind of, you know, we have a group of friends in the Discord chat, and we just we just shoot the shit while playing some party games. Um, I, I switch between all of them. The only one I don't have is literally the first one. So, um, we're all over the board with it and, uh, I really enjoy it. So there's no time for that. So definitely follow all the social medias that we've named before. Follow me, follow Josh, because we will advertise that we're, that we're live with that. If you want to come and hang out and play that with us. Um, but as far as I know, Josh will be there just about every Saturday to hang out, play games. Yeah, yeah. Unless I've got some prior commitments, like yeah. this Saturday. This Saturday, I'm open. I can do it. Next Saturday, no, I won't be able to. I think I'm in the same boat. I think this Saturday, I'm, I have it available. But okay, cool. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. So I yeah. will. I will be out of state the following Saturday. Oh, nice. Um. 
Yeah, other than that, oh, oh, and I have a uh, podcast I do with my buddy Anthony. We we record live every Wednesday night from uh, six to eight, uh, called the Mission Start Podcast, where we kind of discuss video game news. Um, so it's it's a good time for the most part. I uh, you know you get to come and watch everyone kind of make fun of uh, Anthony's spelling or his bad grammar or my shitty opinions because apparently I just have shitty opinions. Um. I don't. Oh, who says that? Well, I mean, my the way that my like I have a whole segment that argues with the internet, so <laughs> But uh yeah, that's about it guys. Yeah, join us next week for Uninhibited. Go watch Good Omens and Black Mirror season five. Uh and we will see you next time. Take care everybody. <laughs>